to The Book Place. I'm Salem Buchanan. And I'm Mercy Case. We're two sisters talking about books, reading, and what's bringing us joy right now. Each week, we'll talk about our current reads and then go in-depth on one bookish topic. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get into it. Okay, so welcome. It's week number two of the Book Place podcast with Mercy. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? (laughs) Great, thanks. And I'm Salem and this is episode number two. So today we're going to just chat a few of our current reads or what we've just finished and then we'll get into some deeper discussion on some of our favourite series or recommends that we have for those who may want some more TBR goodness. Yes. (laughs) So, Mess, why don't you kick us off with your first current read? So, I had a really good reading week this week. I'm so excited <laughs> um, to hear. Yes, I have. I read two books that have been on my list for quite a while, and they were both um, right out of the gate. I'm just going to say they were both five stars for me. So, um, that's pretty impressive. So, the first one I want to talk about is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which is everywhere at the moment. I'm sure you've seen it or heard about it, and everyone's raving about it. And for once, I, I actually, it actually lived up to the hype. It was, I wasn't expecting to like it. So, it's essentially the story of a, a fictional band in the 70s, like a rock and roll band. And it starts with, um, it's an oral history. So it's written like from the perspective of all the different band members. Excuse me. Um, So it'll jump from, uh, you know, Daisy Jones to Karen to Billy to Graham. They're just some of the uh, characters. Spoiler. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, so it goes between them and basically retelling to a reporter in the current day of what happened in the 70s with their band and what sort of led to the disintegration of their band at this concert and in this famous um, story from 1979. So it's written, like, there were several times throughout it that I was like, can I Google this and find it? Like, it feels like it should be about a real band. It's just written so... um, so well and there were like songs that they talked about or performances that they did or outfits they wore that I was like I want to just be able to google that and be able to find it um but it was just really compelling so it's it's a lot of there is a bit of a bit there's a lot of drugs so just know that going in (laughs) there is a like MA15 plus on the drug references okay trigger warning (laughs) yes yes um and normally that kind of, I don't know, grungy uh, rock and roll kind of lifestyle and not things that I really like reading about or even watching about really, I just don't really enjoy it. But I think because it was written from the perspective of now and it was post the events and there's actually like a bit of hope and a bit of a redeeming ending, I think that's why, I, well, redeeming for some of the characters but not for others. Um And it was just so, I don't know, so enjoyable. Now, I also listened to this. It is um, recorded every part in the book. So every character has their own actor and it's actually like a full ensemble um, recording on Audible. So um, like celebrities read all the parts and it's just really, really well done. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. So that is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. 
Oh, sounds like you loved it a lot. I did love it. It I read it like so quickly. (laughs) (laughs) It is one of those ones that I've heard so much about that I'm like, uh, I don't think I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a like, if someone suggests it too much that I'm like, uh, I don't want to read it now. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I started reading it first on like in paper form. Yeah. And at the time it just didn't grab me as much. Like I knew I would get back to it, but listening to it on audio, because I heard it was an excellent listen. um, I would recommend that very highly. Cool. That's my number one read of this week. So what's your number one current read? Yeah, well, my first one is called A Fall of Marigolds by Susan Meisner. And it's a historical fiction. And it's one that goes um, between two time, uh, two times. So the first one is September 1911, and it's set on Ellis Island, which is the... Um, the island where lots of immigrants went through um, uh, to sort of quarantine themselves before um, actually going to the mainland of New York um, and where the story is about a nurse called Clara and um, she's had a tragedy in her life where when she lived over in Manhattan, um, it's sort of based on the true story of the Triangle Shirtwaist fire which happened in 1911 Um and so she lost someone in the fire. So it's a bit of her story and she is a nurse and cares for those um, people who may have gotten sick or had um, illness on boats coming over and things like that. The other um, story that we weave in and out from is uh, that of a widow called Taryn and she, uh, sorry, it's set in September uh, 2011. She lost her husband 10 years earlier in the 9-11 terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center um, and so she's like a, a, a fabric store worker and so she chases up uh, like old materials and and things like that for for people and so they're sort of connected through this they both have lost someone in a similar incident um, and there's also a story that weaves in about this century-old scarf that um, that Taryn has and so anyway it's just a really good I love historical fiction it's written so nicely it's um it really you really feel the emotion of it I'm not really a crier in in books or anything like that but it is really emotional in a good way like it makes you really think about it's all about that's really cheesy but it's all about love (laughs) um and just not cheesy (laughs) yeah it's not all about it's not all about um like finding love or romance love it's just about accepting love and feeling love in your own way if that makes sense yeah I just said love like five times (laughs) it sounds like a lovely book (laughs) (laughs) sure it was definitely worth a read for me it was a four star for me nice uh what about your second one so um, we, I think we might have briefly touched on this last week, but I talked about being uh, looking forward to reading the new Catherine Stedman book because you had oh, read yes. something in the water last week. Um, so her new one is called Mr. Nobody and it just came out, I think, in January or February. Um, and it starts with – it's like a mystery thriller. It starts with a guy who washes up on a beach and – he doesn't know who he is or where he is or what's happened. He's got like a wound on the back of his head. And uh, this woman who's called Emma is brought in. She's a um, psychiatrist and she's brought in to try and figure out what's happened with him. Is he not remembering everything? Is it like a genuine um, 
what they call fugue where like he just doesn't remember anything and there's nothing firing in his brain or is it like a fake is it a um amnesia like what's actually happening so she gets brought in but she has um quite a past that is revealed in the book but he meets her for the first time the patient who they're calling mr nobody because he can't remember his name and he can't remember anything he meets her for the first time and calls her uh, knows details about her that no one else knows and he shouldn't know um so it starts this whole mystery going and she's trying to figure out what's actually happening and trying to keep these secrets about her life from being told um it reads kind of like it reminded me a bit of Kate Morton's style not in the sense of like a family uh drama which hers often are but like it's a mystery without being really about murder if that makes sense (laughs) um it's like a thriller almost but not as uh what's the word suspenseful so I, I it was very readable. I got to maybe three quarters of the way through and it sort of gave an explanation. I was like, there's still like 60 to 80 pages left. I don't, what's going to wrap up. And then it has a twist and it was like, ah. um, <laughs> and then it was just really, really good. I would, I would highly recommend it. It wasn't as like with her something in the water, it was maybe a bit slow to start with, which we both talked about. Yeah. Um, but this didn't really feel slow at any point. Oh, good. I can't wait to find that off you. I know. You're welcome. I will drop it on your doorstep. Sounds amazing. (laughs) What was your second one, Sarah? Okay. Um, My number... Sorry. You just you just didn't want to say number two, did you? (laughs) I keep saying it though. Uh, Okay, my second one is Evie Drake starts over. And I have Mm. been told that it is Evie, not Evie. Oh. Um, I would have said is it Evie? Yeah, no, it's Evie. It's pronounced because in the book they say Evie like Chevy, not yeah, something else. Well, I love my Chevy car, so (laughs) (laughs) So we're going with Evie, even though it's Okay. All right. So it's basically the story of, again, another widow. I don't know where this is going with me. Um, uh, So a widow, Evie, (laughs) Um, and she's sort of, she lives in this small town um, and a town, her her, uh, sorry, her husband who died um, was the town doctor and very well known, very well liked. and she has a best friend called Andy, um, who she sort of is a guy, but their relationship is purely platonic. Um, anyway, so he, she's sort of in this house by herself. Her friend um, asks her to rent out her room to an ex-baseball player called Dean Tenney. Um, and he's like a major league, league pick picture oh I'm struggling with my words today <laughs> that's a good uh, picture and um, a friend of his and he's uh, he's been basically kicked out of baseball because he has not been bowling oh, I shouldn't bowling's very Australian what do they call it <laughs> pitching he's been pitching really badly and so they don't know why and he's basically given up his career and everything like that so there's sort of two washed out people who the world has sort of forgotten about or hope they want to be forgotten about um and it's it's just about their friendship and how it does it does evolve into a relationship it's not a real um spoiler by saying that Mm. um and this was a good it was a good read it was fine it wasn't like amazing but it was a 
it was a solid like three star for me. Um, just a like light good. Would you call it like a a beach read? Was it more of a beach read? Yeah, it could be a beach read. It probably ha- yeah, it probably had those elements to it for sure. Could hmm. easily um, be put into that category. Hmm. It has a little bit of um, does a little bit of like not sex, but. Can we say that? <laughs> you're, you're allowed to say it. It's okay. <laughs> um, there's a little bit of allusions to that and fair, a fair amount, I suppose. So if, Would that, you say it's, if it's, that bothers you, then don't read it. But <laughs> yeah, but it's good read. Is it like a closed door romance or Absolutely. an open door romance? No, not open door. For sure okay. closed. All right. And for people who don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, I was going to say, I, Matt, I didn't, explain I didn't Matt. know what that means. <laughs> so um, when a man and a woman, no. Um, so closed door romance, they typically talk about like it would be like all the romance stuff is alluded to and you know it's happening but it's behind a door. You it's not actually described in the book. Whereas open door romances, they generally talk about it's very explicit on the page. You are reading what they are doing. <laughs> Basically. That would be, yeah, my general description. <laughs> Mom, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know. Ooh, let's talk about it. Oh, okay, dear. Okay, great. So that segues nicely into yes. the next section. Which... <laughs> um, no, let's um, – we'll talk about our discussion for this week, which we thought we would talk about some series, which I explained yes. already. Um and we had so many that we've actually divided it up into yeah. adult, young adult and children, which we might deal with the children on another episode mm. um, because we just have so many. And the more, I, the more I came up with more, I was like, oh, and this one, and this one. Like there's so many. Um, but, yeah, we just thought we'd, we'd go with adult and the young adult section for now. Yeah. Um, so, Merce, would you like to start us off with some cool adult series? Yes, I would love to. And by adult, not like adult. Um, <laughs> I thought we just... were past this. <laughs> uh, but just generally for grown-ups. Okay, um, moving on. So the first series I want to talk about is the Cormoran Strike series by Robert Galbraith, which is actually a pseudonym for J.K. Rowling, which most people I think know at this point. Um, so it's a mystery uh, murder series based on a, um, a London-based, like kind of down on his luck, tough, like curmudgeonly, I like that oh, word, detective. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the beginning of book one, he hires a temp secretary whose name is Robin Ellicott. They are excellent names in these books. Like the names are so um, unique and weird. Um, but each book is like focused on one case. It focuses mainly on the dynamics between like the two main characters and there's lots of secondary interesting characters and it all revolves around um, a murder or like a high-profile murder. And, and they're a little bit, I would say they are a bit gruesome and gory. The first one is definitely the least graphic um it's called the cuckoo's calling and it's about this um young aspiring sort of coming into her fame actress who is found and she's fallen off her balcony in her apartment and she is died and there's all this uh question around was it suicide was was it murder and so this uh detective cormoran strike is brought in on the case and solves it it's not a spoiler (laughs) Um, because that's generally what these books do Um, but it's really really well written as you would expect from J.K. Rowling 
Uh, it's less like fast-paced action. It's not super fast-moving. It's more conversational interview style kind of um, procedural, I guess. Um, but it is still really page turnery. <laughs> um, so all of her ones, so there's The Cuckoo's Calling, uh, The Silkworm, Career of Evil, and Lethal White. And her fifth one is coming out this year, which I'm so excited about, called Troubled Blood. Um, and again, I listened to this on audiobook and the, the narrator is Robert Glenister. He does all the different like London British accents and they're really good. <laughs> um, and it really draws you in. So that's the Cormoran Strike series by Robert Galbraith. Um, what? Sorry, I have a question about that one. Yes, is, please. <laughs> please, more questions. Um, is the, it's quite a sizable book, the first one. I've only read the first yes. number. But do yep. they move fairly quickly or is it sort of taken? Yeah, they do. They are, they are quick moving. I'm staring at them on my shelves at the moment. They're all probably like 400 plus pages yep. easy. Yeah. Um, so they're like a decent size yep. but very, very readable. Yeah. Cool. I, I listened to them on audio and then I went and got them all to have <laughs> my shelves so that I could lend them to people. <laughs> oh, that's a sign of a good book then if you've I got know. it yourself. Good job. I know. Well, it was like they were all like $2 at a second hand bookstore, but still. <laughs> Thanks, Lifeline. Um, the second series I want to talk about is the Outlander series by Diana Gabaldon. And this one, I was a bit hesitant whether I'd recommend it or not. Why, Miss? Um, no, I'll get, I'll get to that later. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so it's an older series. The first one was published in 91. Um, also massive. It's like a, the epitome of a sweeping saga, I would say these are. The books are all like 800, 900 pages, like massive. And I've only, there. I think there are eight or nine. I've read five. Um, so I haven't actually finished the series. But the first one starts up with um, Claire Randall. She is a World War II nurse. And after the war is finished, she kind of goes on a second honeymoon with her husband, Frank, because they got married only just before the war started and hadn't actually spent that much time together. So they go on this second honeymoon up to Scotland. Um, and while she's there, she goes to this circle of kind of magical, mystical circle of standing stones. And she wakes up and has been transported 200 years earlier in time and gets found by a group of Highlanders who are on the run from British redcoats um, and she's trying to not give away who she is and how she knows stuff that she shouldn't from the future and she's desperately trying to get back to her husband and her her right time. So that's the setup of the book and it's just really um, sweeping, I would say. There's the added love angle of uh, meeting Jamie who is in the 1700s timeline and he's this sort of like classic manly <laughs> rugged Highlander um, <laughs> who's very different than her husband in the 1940s timeline, who's much more studious. He's a history professor and he's just this lovely, quieter man. Um, so there's two kind of love stories happening at the same time with the same person. <laughs> um, now, the hesitation to recommend, this is very much an open door romance. Okay. <laughs> um, so there is a lot of... A lot of explicit sassy uh, times, um, but it's very easy to skip a page or a paragraph and it doesn't affect the story. Um, so I found myself doing that a lot and it didn't change the story. It still was equally um, 
like gripping the whole way through and I just didn't have to read a lot of stuff that I didn't want to read. But if you prefer a more closed-door approach, this will probably not be for you. Um, and then also the series on Netflix is also good but probably harder to skip things <laughs> that mm. you maybe don't want to watch. Um, but, yeah, that's the Outlander series by Diana Gableton. Have you read any of No, them, I haven't. I think that is a bit off-putting to me because I've heard that yeah. like a bit too much. I'm like, mm, I don't yeah. know. I really want to in one way, but I don't know if it's just yeah. too, um, too out there for me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Yep. It's not for yeah. everyone. That is yeah. fair. But I actually just really enjoyed the story. And, like, yeah, yeah. the, the Scottish setting was really fun mm, as well. Cool. That's good. Um, another one I want to talk about is the Mark of the Lion series by Francine Rivers, which I think you have read as yep. well. So, yep, um, also an older one published in 98 and I've probably reread this series about five or six times, <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least the first two books. Um, so it begins in Jerusalem during the first Jewish, Jewish Roman war about 70 years after the death of Christ. So way back, way back. Um, and so it starts, the main character is this young Jewish girl called Hadassah and she survived the destruction of Jerusalem, but all her family has been killed and she's taken captive and sold into slavery to this rich aristocratic Roman family. And she's especially um, bought for the daughter of this family, Julia, who is pretty selfish and high-spirited and entitled and honestly a bit of a brat. <laughs> um, so she's in this household and she has to keep her faith um, a secret, but she starts to develop feelings for the son of the family called Marcus, which causes all sorts of dilemmas and um, hijinks ensue. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a second timeline that, that is a different character within the same um, period is about a Germanic barbarian called Atreides who's also been captured by the Romans and is forced to become a gladiator in the arena. So they're in the same place but sort of different timelines weaving in and out. Um but it's just so interesting exploring like such ancient history. You really see like the minutia of daily life and um, the author's done obviously heaps of research. So we go from like a Roman villa to the baths to the Colosseums and the slave fighting arenas. Um, it doesn't shy away from like the realities and brutality of a lot of the aspects of living at that time. Um, but it's also just so hopeful and enjoyable to read and it's just so, so good. I love it. Mm, that was a good one. Yes. Yeah. I, I found yeah. that, that um, yeah, I agree with the brutality <laughs> of yeah. it. And, but it's so, um, it really opened up my mind. I read it when I was a teenager, I think. Really mm. surprised me of how much I'm like, wow, I didn't realise those things happened back then. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad yeah. I don't live in those times. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good one. It is good. Um, and then the last series I want to talk about, and just getting all genres here, is uh, Empyreon by Stephen Lawhead, which is an old series that I haven't read in ages. So I had to actually look up a bit of what it was about because I've forgotten. But um, it's a sci-fi adventure series, just a two-book series, um, and they are called The Search for Fiera and The Siege of Dome are the two book titles. Um, and it's based on a guy called Orion Treat, the star reference already. It's, a, <laughs> it's like a galactic, galactic sci-fi kind of book. And he is uh, an itinerant 
writer of history books and he's not selling anything and um, he's a bit of a loner and he is on Earth. But he's invited on a super top secret extraterrestrial, say that five times fast, <laughs> uh, mission um, and he gets a whole lot of money to do this, to go and document a civilization on this newly discovered planet called Imperium. Um, and it's this, when he first lands there, it's this beautiful, lush, like picturesque world. But when he gets there, he discovers there's more than meets the eye and he finds himself like caught up in this conflict between two ancient civilizations on this planet. Um, so it's, it is action-packed. It moves very quickly. Um, and the setting is really unique, obviously. I don't think I've read anything else like it. Um, so if there are, there's no, like, from what I remember anyway, there's no love story or love angle or anything like that. Um, it's purely action and adventure. And I just really enjoyed it. But it may not be for everyone, but maybe if there's, um, I think um, my husband really liked this series and I think it would be one for maybe guys who maybe don't know what to read next. <laughs> or would it would it work for someone who has not really ventured into that sci-fi sort of like area? Yeah, before? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think this is probably one of the first sci-fi books yeah, I right. ever read, actually. Um, so you might be right there. And it was actually recommended to me by a female friend oh. as well. So I don't want to get gender stereotypy <laughs> on here, but <laughs> it, uh, it bends Oh, great. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's um empyreon by stephen okay, lawhead cool hopefully you can track yep. it down sounds good uh did you have any more in that list there i think those were all the adult ones but is there a couple that you want to talk about yeah sure i had a few sale? just um that we might have mentioned last week that i just want to mm. mention again as a series but first of all i just thought um I've read, I've only read the first one in this series, which is the Veronica Speedwell Mysteries. Um, mm. The first one is called A Curious Beginning. Um, and it's sort of set in the, like London in the 1800s, late 1800s. And it's, um, it's about an orphaned woman, Veronica Speedwell. <laughs> Amazing. Um, who's really <laughs> into the sciences. Um, and she travels the world looking for, butterflies and hunting them and and sort of that sort of thing it's a really like it's light but it's also kind of just fun um it's a bit slower moving than my normal like what I'd prefer but um anyway the story goes that someone's actually after her and she sort of fends off people she doesn't realize um someone's after her mistaken identity is sort of the someone thinks she has something that she actually doesn't and um hijinks ensue as, as, you, as you mentioned before it covers so many totally. spoilers that <laughs> um anyway so she ends up being traveling with this um man called stoker who's sort of like this gruff grumpy like dude that um he takes care of her but he's also really rough around the edges so um it's a bit of fun and it's light and that's the first one as I said I hadn't read this anymore but I definitely would I've got the, the next one downloaded on Kindle ready to go for when I have the chance nice. so um that's a curious beginning by uh Deanna Rayborn is the uh author on that one and then I just wanted cool. to mention just a couple of a uh, couple of ones that we sort of alluded to last week which is um the Aaron mm. Falk series I don't by Jane Harper. She um, 
so her debut novel was The Dry, which is a fantastic murder mystery thriller type um, book. Uh, I don't want to go too much into it, but um, yeah, so there's two in that series, the second one being Forces of Nature. Both of them are standalone, but they just, um, it's the same detective, Aaron Falk, who sort of investigates the incidents and murder murders in those ones. They are really good by an Australian author, Jane Harper. And then uh, can't go without uh, a nod to my old favourite, Agatha Christie, <laughs> in particular her Hercule Poirot series. So I think there's like over 20 that he um, is the lead detective in those um, in those ones there. So they're really good. I, I enjoy them. Just for a light read, I can knock them over in a day or two and it's just good fun. Great. So those are some adult series that we love and have stood the test of time for us. Um, now we're going to talk about some young adult series. Now, the obvious ones that everyone knows and loves and talks about are Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins and Divergent by Veronica Roth, um, which we also love. So we're not going to spend too much time talking about them. And if you don't know them, get onto it. Um, and then also the other beloved series is Harry Potter. And we couldn't figure out whether we would put it in the young adults section or the children's, which is a debate. Um, but we're going to put it in the children's when we when we do that episode so that we can spend more time talking about it because we have very strong feelings <laughs> about it. Um, so, Sal, what are some other young adult series that you love? Okay. Well, I'm starting off this section with a favourite of mine, which is the Selection series by Kira Cass. It is so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> um, okay. So we've got... Our protagonist, who is America Singer, she lives in a dystopian world, a, a land that is ruled by a king and a queen, of course, Obviously. and um, uh, their prince is Prince Maxon, and he is looking for a wife. <laughs> and so uh, they've got 35 girls from all around this land selected, hence the name selection. They're selected to hopefully come and be a part of this like TV show and he and compete in sort of like these challenges and get videoed and interviewed and all this sort of thing so that he can decide on who he wants to marry essentially to save his like kingdom from these like rebel attackers and things like that so so america is selected somehow which she doesn't want to be selected but because her family is really poor um she gets you actually get paid if you're selected so she goes to get the money to feed her family essentially and so um it's just a really fun bachelor type uh, cross with Hunger Games type book. <laughs> it's like in really, it's just fun, really. It's like all the girls and you get to watch their relationships as they sort of live in this house together. It is very Bachelor-like when I hear that. But um, <laughs> just a lot of fun and it's there's five books in this series. The first three are really good. This, the last two weren't my faves, but you still it, it was still good to finish out the series and that sort of thing, but... Yeah, because yeah. the last two are about a different, like it's a different protagonist, same it... same situation but a different protagonist, right? Yes, that's correct, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't as interesting to me but it's still good. So, But the first one you will love. Oh, you get hooked in. It's such I... a good series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was good. Um, number two is The Lunar Chronicles by Marissa Meyer. And this one's quite 
different in that it's like a fairy tale retelling of Cinderella, but it's set in like this futuristic city called New Beijing where uh, it's been like it's an Asian country now ruled by like an emperor and they have this disease that is it's like a plague that's going through the country called letumosis or something like that. Um, yeah. Gazunta. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds eerily familiar. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it's, uh, it's going through the country and heaps of people are falling sick and dying. And we have um, our lead character who is Cinder. She is a cyborg. <laughs> Hence, of very course. different fairy tale retelling. Um and she is like a mechanic, so she fixes robots and android type things in like her local market. She's like uh, she lives with her stepmom, who doesn't really like her very much, and two stepsisters, one of whom is her really good friend, and she just loves. And um, she, as a cyborg, because she's not a normal part of their community, she's a cyborg. So they treat her differently. They discriminate against her, and she's not very respected or anything her mom her stepmom doesn't like her as I said before and then one day she gets she's working in her marketplace and she she meets the son of the emperor prince Kai again <laughs> what's with the <laughs> young adults and all the princes and princesses um but he wants her to fix this android of his um and so she does but she hides her identity so she doesn't want to let anyone know that she's a cyborg so he doesn't um know and then I'm not going to get too far into it, but her sister falls sick with the plague. Um, and because it was sort of her fault that she got sick, her stepmom um, volunteers her for plague research and sends, like, basically just kicks her out. So she's injected with this plague, but finds out that she is immune to it for some reason. So the story is going on this journey of hers. She gets, um, like, she ends up, uh through this whole world it's quite intricate and there's like a scientist involved and they sort of go on, on this journey to find the antidote um in the bigger picture there's like a queen that's trying to take over this world and so yeah it's a intergalactic <laughs> really um yeah it's quite involved but at the same time it was an easy to read and it was quite simple there's like four in the series um, all loosely based on fairy tales. So there's Scarlet, Crest and Winter are the following ones. They're all decent size, like quite chunky. But as I said, I got really into it and it was quite good. But I know you have feelings on this one. So what did you think? <laughs> um, I do have feelings. I read, I've read the first one. So the one you're talking about, Cinder. Yep. Yep. I just, I finished it. I just didn't love it because I've discovered yep. uh, I don't really like uh, retellings of fairy tales, um, which I know there's a few around. I read, or even retellings of of most things. So I read a um, like a Pride and Prejudice, modern, oh, yeah. set in contemporary New York, I think it was, um, called Eligible by Curtis Sittenfeld. Yeah, and I couldn't finish it because I just Jane was like a a CrossFit running paleo vegan and I just <laughs> all your favorites all, all my favorite things <laughs> um but anyway I just I yeah I, I realized I struggle a bit with the retelling of fairy tales and I think it was good but I think I was probably trying to compare it too much to the original like Cinderella yeah. um and the cyborg thing kind of threw me off a little bit <laughs> it's so, quite different <laughs> yeah <laughs> um 
But I'm curious saying that. I'm curious to hear about the next series you're going to talk about, which is also a bit yes. of storytelling. Yes. So my next one is A Curse So Dark and Lonely. It is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. So we have sort of two two people. One is Prince Wren, who is the heir of Emberfall, the kingdom. And the other is Harper, who sort of lives in modern-day Washington, D.C., I think it is. And she gets drawn into the world of Emberfall um, to hope – he hopes that he, he needs to find somebody to fall in love with him so he can – uh, not be literally a monster anymore. <laughs> so basically Emberfall is under the shadow of this monster that comes out at times and terrifies the people um, and goes after them and they're just living under the shadow basically. Um, and so Harper gets drawn into this world and she has to sort of, she sort of at the beginning doesn't like him very much and then sort of has to try and work with him against his enemy, which is like a northern country that they're going to invade. Um, so it was really, uh, again, a, a nice, I really enjoyed it. It was, like, easy to read. Um, it had all the good elements. <laughs> um, and it was, yeah, it was just fun. So I'd be interested to know where, um, what you think of this one. It also has one that's come out. Sorry, its sequel has come out earlier in the year, A Heart So Fierce and Broken, which I want to read as well. That's sort of based on uh, Prince Ren and this one has a, like a, what do they call it? Like a guard, his personal guard. Oh, yeah. um, and so that one is based more on his guard's story. And then I think another one coming out next year called A Vow So Bold and Deadly. So that's mm. coming out too. Yeah, I am very keen to read it, and because I've heard you loved it, and I'm I'm very keen to see what yeah. it's about. And hopefully, I don't know what it is. Hopefully, I will I will like it because Beauty and the Beast is like my fave. <laughs> I know. I hope you do, and let us yeah. know. You have to yes. have to report back. I will. Yeah. Okay, so what are some that you liked in the young adult category? Yeah. Um, so just a, a couple. I won't go too in depth on these, but. Um, the Chaos Walking series by Patrick Ness is uh, really interesting. This was originally a, a book club read for me when I was in a book t- club a couple of years ago. Um, so it's based on this town, Prentice Town, where basically everyone can hear each other's thoughts, which is terrifying to me. Oh, that um, is scary, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's this town completely inhabited by men. There are no women there and it's all a bit mysterious as to why there are no women there. Um, so they have this like, not virus, but, um, a condition basically that means they can hear everyone's thoughts, um, and know what's going on. And so this young guy, Todd discovers this like patch of silence, basically where he can't hear anyone's thoughts. And he's, he comes across this, um, this young girl, um, and he's like, I've never seen a girl girl before don't know what's happening here um and he ends up on the run with her from their town but of course everyone following them trying to hunt them down can hear their thoughts so it's um and knows where they're going so it's a bit of an adventure one the actual like physical layout of the book is really interesting like the font fonts change as to what people's um the the condition is called the noise so the fonts change as to what people's noise sounds like so it might be really like big and bold or like scratchy and scribbly and um, it's really interesting to read. It's quite a long yeah. book. And the okay. second one, the, app, the I was going to go really American then, the ask, the ask, ask and the answer. <laughs> um, the ask and the answer. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> 
<laughs> don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> is also really good. And the third one, Monsters of Men, I haven't read yet, but I'm keen to read. Um, mm. So that's the Chaos Walking series. And then the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. Um is again, I don't know what it is about young adult novels. It's always just two worlds divided by something. And this <laughs> so is another true. one. <laughs> classic um, trope. <laughs> classic. Um, so this one is divided by blood, which is gross. But um, the people who have red blood, they're literally red-blooded, uh, like the commoners and the workers and the poor people. And then there are the elite who are silver-blooded and they actually have silver blood. Um, and they all have, like, superpowers. And so it follows this young red-blooded mayor and she ends up working at the silver palace so um obviously the king and queen and their family live there and she discovers that she also has this crazy superpower that red-blooded people normally don't have and so the family um have to deal with her and hide her in plain sight because they think there's going to be like this big rebellion from the red-blooded people once they discover that they might have superpowers and could overthrow the elite. So that's really good. Um, it left on a bit of a cliffhanger, the first one, and I haven't been able to get back to the library, which is really annoying yes. <laughs> to get the second one. Um, but, yes, I'm also loving that one. And then one I thought I'd talk about that is not my fave um, that I just didn't like, and I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's the it's by Bella Forrest. No, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's like, people say it's like, oh, it's like Hunger Games and Divergent mixed. It's not. Don't be fooled. <laughs> okay. um, the premise is a little bit. So it's like uh, there's a, two kingdoms divided by this river and one is a matriarchy and one is a patriarchy and so they're kind of in conflict, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. um, and it follows a, a young adult for each side and they get in trouble and have to go on the run and, stuff like that and they're trying to bring their <clears throat> excuse me their kingdoms together but the first book was probably good and I enjoyed it but then like it felt like she was just writing trying to keep the series going and there wasn't much material to go on mm. and the writing wasn't great um it was a bit clunky and hard to follow in some points and yeah I just I just didn't love it and I probably read it at a time where I was I'd done a bit of young adult stuff so I needed something different but so I know some people love it and have read I think there's like seven books and they've read all seven I've read the first two or three um and I just couldn't keep reading (laughs) because I didn't enjoy enough of that but the first one is probably like I would recommend the first one just to read but then after that they get a bit get a bit samey should have been a standalone in your opinion yeah actually that's (laughs) probably yeah it probably should have been a standalone yeah um but yeah so those are those are some of my Young adult series that I've been reading. Good. I like it. Very good. All right. So now we come to the part of the podcast where we talk about what is bringing us joy this week. That is like a podcast, movie, product, activity, anything that's bringing you joy. So, Merce, what have you got for us this week? Well, mine is a TV, actually. And it's a, yeah, it's a rewatch for me because in this current climate that we're in I just don't want to watch anything that is taking too much brain space or that I need to think too deep about I just want to have a comfort watch as it were um so I've been re-watching Downton Abbey and it has been good um I re-watched all six seasons and then I found the movie also on Amazon Prime <laughs> and oh, nice. um which is just came out last year 
And um, yeah, it's just been so nice. It's a different world and a different time, but not too far away that it's completely. Uh, um, if it's not one that you've watched, I would 100% recommend it. Uh, Brad tried to watch some of it with me and declared that it was the most boring thing he'd ever seen. Um, and I replied that it's a thriller minute. He just doesn't get it. So <laughs> it may not be a, um, a family watch. Like your whole family may not enjoy it, but I, I love it. And it's been bringing me joy rewatching that <laughs> at the moment. What's, what's been bringing you joy, Sal? Well, I have been, don't judge me, all right, but I have been <laughs> back into the cross-stitch game. Nice. I'm, I'm loving it. It's so um, good. Yeah, it's just one of those good little hobbies that is so easy, like anyone can do it, right? It's just a cross on some fabric, but <laughs> it, it's just fun. I can do it while I'm watching TV at night or, you know, whatever else I'm doing. I've been um, really enjoying that. And if you want, if you do, perchance... <laughs> do any cross stitch which I realize that's very few people um but if you want someone to go check out and maybe get some cool there are legitimate cool like cross stitches now they are cross stitch is coming cool again I agree yeah it's it's making a comeback it's cool thanks (laughs) (laughs) um but go check out uh Satsuma Street on Etsy um, and she has some really fun ones to do. And she even has some free ones on her website as well. So go check them out. It's really been fun to do that. <laughs> you know, another one that has like some very modern, quite little, they won't take much time at all uh, yeah. ones, is Spruce Craft Co. on Instagram. Oh, okay. um, she's a Melbourne-based one and she sends out like full kits and stuff. I don't know. I just oh. I just found it. Not that I do anything like that. But... <laughs> Certainly you who's the dork, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I totally do it as well. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. I like that she does it in a kit. That's yeah, yeah. Super easy. Yep. Well, great. You just, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I validated you and your yeah. cross-stitch needs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening to us. If you want to connect with us, please um, go to thebookplace.pod on Instagram. Connect with us. Tell us what you're reading. We'd love to hear or if anything that you've read from what we suggested, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes. And you can listen to us on Anchor and Spotify. And um, we are just so excited to keep talking books with you. (laughs) So hope you have a great week and you can join us next week. Bye. Bye.